Hello and welcome to Weekly MTG. How's everybody doing today? I'm Steve Sanu right here with Chris Peeler. Chris, what's up? How's it going? Hey, going all right. It is certainly preview season. Let me tell you what. Dang. Boy, is it ever preview season. That's true. Uh, it is uh, Weekly MTG. We are here on April 1st, 2021. And I mentioned that because April 1st is a holiday that is widely recognized as April Fool's Day, a holiday that I personally loathe. I'm loathe to even call it a holiday. Uh, that is why we will not be playing any April Fool's pranks on this show. Everything that you hear, all the information that you get will be 100% accurate. Uh, everything that you hear today will be true tomorrow. It'll be true. Uh, it would have been true yesterday. Uh, it is just as true today. So uh, none of the art has been tampered with in any of the cards. None of the card text has been tampered with. Every single preview card that we have today uh, is 100% accurate. So uh, no April Fool's jokes today. If you're staying for the April Fool's jokes, I'm sorry. You should probably just leave the stream now because we're not actually going to be doing any of that today. Uh, while I appreciate good fun, an informational stream for our favorite card game in the middle of preview season is, is really just not the appropriate place to do it. So um, yeah, thank and, you so uh, much to... if you... Yeah, go ahead. Oh, yeah. sorry. Go ahead. To clarify real quick, Steve, uh, there's going to be no no intentional deception or jokes going on here. Everything will be accurate to the best of our ability. Steve and I are only human. We're going to do our best to keep everybody informed and in the clear. But uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Stibs in chat <laughs> saying that we're playing a joke. We are not playing a joke on anybody. So uh, we're going <clears> to <throat> get right into it with the news segment. Uh, we got some some cool news coming down the line, some stuff that you've probably heard of, some stuff that you might have might not. So uh, here we go. The first thing, congratulations to our Kaldheim champion, Arna Huschenbeth, uh, who took down an amazing series with an incredible top eight. Really encourage you to go watch the VOD. Uh, call time championship, really fun to watch all the way through great matches of, uh, historic, great matches of standard. And, uh, you know, he, he finished in the finals against, uh, Gregor Kowalski, uh, with some really, really amazing plays. So, uh, congratulations, Arna. Very excited to have you as our called championship champion and, uh, really looking forward to seeing what you have in the future. Uh, moving on, we have a partner announcement, kind of not announcement, but sort of a, uh, a educational moment where Magic Legends, the open beta, is going on right now. Uh, we've got Magic Legends. If you are interested in that ARPG from Cryptic and Perfect World, you can go ahead and check out the open beta now. I encourage you to head on over to yeah. those websites to check it out, see what it's all about, and uh, if you enjoy it, stick with it. Next up, we have the Boom Studios comic book series Magic number one, first issue. Uh, coming down the line, it's coming out on April 7 in comic shops everywhere, and uh, you might have seen the news, you might have not. That first issue is actually sold out at the distributor level, so they are going back to print on that issue, and the second print will be available on April 28th. So please, uh, if you haven't managed to reserve your copy of Magic Number 1 yet, please do call up your local comic book shop. Let them know that you'd like to reserve it if they have any copies left to reserve. But uh, yeah, that first issue has sold out. So uh, if you're able to get your hands on one, make sure you do. If not, and you still want to read it, it will be available digitally. And it will be available in a second printing if you want a physical copy uh, on April 28th. And that is actually the cover for the second printing right there. Uh, yeah. Finally... Uh, oh, and also, if you want to know more about uh, the Magic Magic Number no. One Boom Studios comic, do check out our episode where we interviewed uh, Amanda LaFranco, the editor on the book, and Jed McKay, the writer. Uh, next up, we have some really cool images of jewelry from a collaboration we're doing with Rock Love. 
they've put together some really incredible pieces of jewelry. This is Black Vice. Uh, they've also got this great magic uh, pip pendant. Uh, they've got a ring one as well that I think we're going to show. This is Mana Vault. It actually glows in the dark when you open it up. Uh, uh, this is the Signet Ring with the five pips. And uh, I think there are a couple more. There's Mox Diamond, which I'm sure a lot of people will recognize. Yep. And of course, uh, one of my personal favorites, Sensei's Divining Top. So all of these pieces will be available on rocklove.com. And they will launch on Thursday, April 15th at 9 a.m. Pacific time. And you can sign up for alerts on any of these if you go to rocklove.com. Uh, the... Uh, there are certain ones that are limited. The Mox Diamond, the Mana Vault, the Sensei's Divining Top, and the Black Vice Necklaces are all limited. So when those sell out, they are gone. But the ones that are not limited are the Pip Medallion Necklace and the Pip Signet Ring. So uh, if you're interested in any of the, the those iconic pieces, please do head on over to rocklove.com. See what they're all about. The listings are up now. You can take a look at what they're made of and all of that stuff. Uh, really, really fun and really great work from our collaborators over at Rock Love. So thank you so much for that. Uh, and with that, we are going to get right over to Strixhaven. Get right over to Strixhaven. This is a crazy, crazy time. We are right in the middle of preview season. Uh, sorry, go ahead, Chris. Really? Oh, no, just really quick, Steve. I'm just hoping that anybody who ends up picking up the Sensei's Divining Top Necklace will use it as an excuse to like buy time and slow down conversation whenever they feel like they need just an extra minute of breather, just like, hmm, spin top. You know, one, of, one of those sort of things. I mean, well, from what I understand, you can actually spin the uh, some of the parts of that top. There, uh, it's it's right. a little bit functional, yeah. which is really cool. I'm very excited about it. Uh, let's go ahead and talk about Strixhaven. Moving on to the main the main course of today's show. We have a lot of preview cards for you. We're really excited to talk about them. But uh, before we do, what a preview season it's been. I mean, there are so many people that have gotten really into all of the colleges and seen sort of how they're different than. Uh, some of the more traditional guild pairings that we've seen in the past. We've talked about that on this very show mm -hmm. as uh, recently as last week. So, uh, Chris, what so far has been your favorite part of preview season? Oh, man. Well, I mean, I always just love seeing new content creators get out there and and new faces in the Magic community showing off these preview cards. It's been really great to see, you know, everyone sort of come together and showcase something new and different this preview season. And I'm really happy that we've been able to... Uh, uh, show off preview cards in places that people maybe wouldn't have expected before. Um, and to that end, that effort is not over. And there's going to be some some more streamers around the internet and uh, cool folks that are going to be giving preview content all throughout the rest of this week here. But if we're in terms Absolutely. of cards, I don't know. Is that is that what you were getting at? Were you talking about cards? No, no. I wanted. To, I just wanted to know how you've how you've enjoyed some oh, okay. preview season because oh, right. often we set all this stuff up and we uh, we don't get a chance to really enjoy it and revel in it. But this has been uh, a really great preview season for us, and that we've really gotten to enjoy seeing all the content that our incredible creators have been putting out and. Uh, very, very happy to be a part of that here on this show as well. Uh, although our content is not going to be nearly as exciting or fun as any of the things that we've seen so far. Uh, but with that, let's show off some cards. Uh, we're going to start with the very, very expected cards, the things that I'm sure a lot of people know are coming. So we're just going to get those out of the way at first so that we can talk about them a little bit. Uh, we're going to show uh, Silver Quill Pledge Mage, which completes a cycle, and Silver Quill Campus, which also completes a cycle. Uh, so Silver Quill yeah. Pledge Mage is... 
One and uh, a hybrid white-black, hybrid white-black, is a vampire cleric that has three power and one toughness. Its ability box says Magecraft whenever you cast or copy an instant or sorcery spell. Silverquill Pledge Mage gains your choice of flying or lifelink until end of turn. And Silverquill Campus is, of course, a land that enters the battlefield tap. Taps for either white or black, the Silverquill colors. And for four, four and tapping it, you get the evactive, activated ability of Scry 1. Yeah. No, this is, uh, I mean, the <clears throat> the campus cycle has been really cool to see. I, I always love in limited games, especially when you're you're drafting up a deck and it's a relevant choice whether or not you take color fixing compared to like a playable card. I just feel like that adds such a nice extra sort of texture to the draft format. And I have a feeling we're going to see that quite a bit in Strixhaven Limited. Uh, Silvercool Campus, also notable for being a common, I'm sure. I've, I've seen a few pauper players really excited that there's a dual land cycle that uh, breaks the mold a little bit uh, for what you can expect from a comes-into-play tapped dual land. I mean, uh, pay for tap scry one is a pretty powerful ability, not just in limited, but uh, in, I'm sure, some constructed formats as well. Uh, so, you know, I'm really yeah. excited to see how that ends up getting used by some pauper brewers and excited to see it play a role in limited. Uh, Silverquill Pledge Mage, this is a part of a Pledge Mage cycle at common with, uh, you know, Pledge mm -hmm. Mages that have hybrid mana costs uh, in the colors of their college. This one has Magecraft, of course, and uh, a 3-1 when you, you know, cast a little cantrip or, you know, cast a removal spell with either flying or lifelink, depending on what you need, can be pr a pretty powerful role player. Yeah, what I what I like about this is that I think it sort of gets at what Silver Quill is trying to do in Limited here, where, uh, you know, setting something up for a defensive play with that lifelink mode uh, is bound to be a really huge tempo swing. And then sometimes just getting in for flying damage is going to be what the deck wants to do. So it's sort of expressing both halves of sort of the, like, combocus that Silver Quill has. Um, and then, yeah, that going down all the way to the common level of this cycle is just, it's cool to see. So uh, you can find all of these cards and more as the card image gallery updates on uh, magicthegathering.com. So be sure to keep your eyes peeled for that for anything you might have missed uh, the day after. But we have more cards for you. It's not just those that complete cycles. That wouldn't be mm -hmm. very exciting for us, and it wouldn't be very exciting for you. Nah, so gotta, let's show off... Yeah, we got we to gotta give them a little bit more. So let's show off a card that I think people uh, are also kind of expecting. It isn't another part of a, uh, of a semi-cycle. So let's go ahead and put up our next preview card on the screen. And it's actually two cards because it is the, because it is the rare modal double-faced card uh, for Silver Quill. So the first side, the front side, is Selfless Glyph Weaver, which costs two and a white. It is a human cleric that has two power and three toughness. And the text box says, Exile Selfless Glyph Weaver. Creatures you control gain indestructible until end of turn. On the back side of it, for its modal double-faced backside, is Deadly Vanity. It costs five colorless and three black. It is a sorcery that reads, choose a creature or planeswalker, then destroy all other creatures and planeswalkers. This is a pretty crazy card. <laughs> this is pretty insane. Yeah, no, I mean, um, this is really sort of getting at the, uh, the heart of what a lot of the modal double-faced cards in the set are about, right? Where it's providing that flexibility and sort of the relevance at different stages of the game that this card might have, you know, being able to uh, really just, you know, potentially just close out the game after casting Deadly Vanity, that sort of like plague wind sort of effect um, where, you know, it's nominally a symmetrical effect, but you're always going to come out a little bit ahead in most cases. Um, 
And then, yeah, Glyphweaver here being able to just, you know, set up a big roadblock and uh, make your opponent's combat math really, really difficult. It's a, it's a great one. And uh, also slots nicely into my Alesha deck, so I'm looking forward to that. Um, oh, also <laughs> just need, need to point out here that uh, I have to imagine that was an intentional uh, sort of naming joke we have between Selfless Glyphweaver and Selfless Spirit that also has that uh, ability to sort of give creatures indestructible at the cost of sacrificing itself. It does. And, you know, I'll also say that it's uh, it's easy to to gloss over some of the stuff in the text box where magic players, we see these effects a lot. We kind of have a general idea of how it is that they work. Uh, selfless Glyphweaver notably says exile Selfless Glyphweaver, not sacrifice. So yes. uh, you do get that effect, but you only really get it once. There aren't a whole lot of ways to get cards back from exile at least in standard. There are, of course, other formats where if you want to try to abuse this, please do. Um, uh, vanity is not targeted. Uh, also, that is a, that's another thing that chat is noting. Uh, so Deadly vanity is not targeted. It says choose a creature or planeswalker, then destroy all others. So, uh, yeah, it's a pretty crazy modal double-faced card. I mean, I think since we started seeing these back in uh, Zendikar Rising, we've seen a lot of different effects and a lot of different ways to implement it. And the Honestly, the raw value that you get from uh, from all of this is just really, really great. I'm I'm a big fan of modal double face cards. It's really cool to see how they are continuing to evolve and stuff like that. So, uh, selfless Glyphweaver, deadly vanity. This is of course a rare card in the set, and you'll be able to get this in. Uh, you'll be able to see it in limited, and this may even be, be a role player in standard. Uh, humans are definitely a relevant tribe in modern as well. So. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, lots, lots to think about here. Lots to think about. Yeah. Uh, let's let's go ahead and move on to another card that surprisingly or unsurprisingly completes a cycle. Uh, that is what kind of what we're doing here. We're sort of uh, completing or not completing because there's still a lot of cards to come, but uh, doing the the versions of the cycle for a particular school. I don't know if you figured out what it is, uh, but let's go ahead and take mm -hmm. a look at the uncommon legendary student. Uh, let's put them up on the screen. This is Killian Ink Duelist, which costs a white and a black. It's a legendary creature, human warlock, has lifelink and menace with the spell text, uh, with, the, with the rules text, spells you cast that target a creature cost two generic mana left less to cast. It's got two power and two toughness. This is an uncommon, uh, uncommon legendary creature. And uh, we can put it into context for you. This is a part of a cycle that has uh mm -hmm. that we can we can show it amongst the other cards that are have been revealed so far uh quintorius rutha zimone and the one that's missing is of course the witherbloom legendary student so uh that's uh that's a pretty spicy effect i mean all of these these uncommon legendary students have some pretty unique effects uh that you don't necessarily see other places yeah no uh the the uncommon cycle here is super cool because it you know this sort of continues a tradition that we've seen in a couple of different recent sets where you have these legendary creatures that both fulfill a a need for the limited archetype while also being sort of uh, a potential commander that you want to, want to build around and build a complete deck around. So really putting in work and, and serving both purposes there. I think what I like the most about Gillian is uh, I just feel like the, the flavor of being a duelist is like so... Uh, uh, so eloquently captured here by just having the cost reduction feature 
uh, on spells, right? You know, like you're going to be pumping Killian with combat tricks. You're going to be targeting your opponent's creatures with removal spells. All these things that feel very like tit for tat kind of duelist like. And uh, I think doing that in the form of a cost reduction effect is just, it's a, it's a very simple and very, very clean way of doing that, which I, th I think is really cool. Yeah, uh, it is a really, really cool card, a really cool implementation of that. And on top of that, it's a Warlock. We could always use more Warlocks in uh, as creature types, right? Mm -hmm. uh, really, really excellent implementation of, of that sort of uncommon legendary creature thing that started with, uh, I guess it was Dominaria, where we really, really started pushing yeah, uh, uncommon really, yeah, the first legendary creatures. So, uh, yes, it does die to Bone Crusher Giant. There are very few things that don't die to Bone Crusher Giant these days, including God, players. Gosh dang giant. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so that, uh, yes, you will be able to find all of these cards uh, later on in the card image gallery tomorrow uh, for Strixhaven. Uh, we will also show them at the end of the show so that you can take another look at them just in case you came late and you missed them. Uh, let's move on to uh, the next card. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Chris. What's going on? Oh, yeah, just real quick. I've seen a couple of different questions about um, the Witherbloom Elder Dragon. Uh, that is another mm. sort of card in a cycle that has yet to be revealed. Uh, tomorrow is Witherbloom, Witherbloom Preview Day, so expect to see those cards revealed at some point tomorrow. Can't, can't, say, can't say exactly when, uh, but yeah, you'll, you'll figure it out then. Excellent. Uh, let's go ahead and show another card. I think we should show another card. Let's do it. Uh, let's just put it up on the screen, Sean. This is Mavinda Student's Advocate. This is a mythic rare that costs two generic mana and one white mana. It's a legendary creature, Bird Advisor, with two power and three toughness. It has flying, and for uh, an activated ability for zero, uh, zero generic mana, you may cast a target or instant sorcery card from your graveyard this turn. If that spell doesn't target a creature you control, it costs eight more to cast this way. If that spell would be put into your graveyard, exile it instead, activate only once each turn. You still pay the spell's cost. Timing rules for the spell still apply. Uh, first of all, let's talk about how amazing this art is and the fact that this is a bird advisor. Like, I, I have to imagine this is some kind of Strixhaven guidance counselor. I love this. <clears throat> yeah, no, that's... Uh... I don't know, I just, the the uh, sort of interpretation of like even humanoids in this set being owl people is just I, I love it so much. And look at look at this guy, like this is this is someone who is uh, just such a, a nice, comforting, warm owl friend. I don't know. I just it's it's a great it's a great vibe that the whole card is putting out. And yeah, such a such a unique effect here, right? Like again, sort of a little bit talking about what we were saying with Killian, sort of these these cards that incentivize you to really play and recycle combat tricks and uh, doing little things that'll, uh, uh, you know, make, make those small minute moments of moment to moment combat that much more interesting. Um, I think it's, I think it's just super cool. And uh, yeah, I mean, if you, you happen to have that much mana lying around and you just want to go, go to town with all of your other spells, that's an option. For sure. And, uh, you know, this is something that I don't think we've seen White do all that often, which is getting to recur spells directly from the graveyard. Um, granted, there is a pretty massive, uh, massive tax on that if it doesn't actually target a creature you control. Uh, but this is a pretty unique effect, generally. Um, you know, this is this is something that 
I, I'm happy to, in limited, for example, I'm happy to play a 2-3 flyer for 3. Like, this is something that I'd happily <laughs> put into any limited deck without the other text. But, um, you know, all the other text right. is basically upside, I feel like. So, uh, this is really great. Really mm -hmm. love the flavor. Really happy to see a Bird Advisor make it into a standard set. Um, you know, very, very... <laughs> Very excited about this card. Hopefully some people uh, and some Commander players are going to find something cool to do with it. Uh, <laughs> it is certainly a way to cast ultimatums for 15 mana. That's true. Uh, let's let's go ahead dream. and... Uh, so, you know, that those are the Silver Cool cards that we have today. Uh, it's quite a few of them, quite a few to get through. Uh, we'll cycle back through them towards the end of the show. We do have... Um, we do have another card to show you. We're not going to do it just yet. Uh, also going to let y'all know that if you have questions about Strixhaven, about previews, uh, if we can answer them, we would love to try. So if you have questions, please do put them into chat. Happy to answer them if we can. Uh, yep. Alrighty. So let's go to a card that I've seen a lot of people in chat asking for. Uh, and this is a card that's been conspicuously missing since we did the debut date, right, Chris? Uh, you mm -hmm. know, we, we revealed a lot of Planeswalkers, a lot of them, uh, and we didn't reveal one of them. And we're going to maybe give you a, a little look at that card today, potentially right now, but you're going to have to wait just a second because we got to show something else first. Let's go ahead and put the card up onto the screen. It's Mila, Crafty Companion. Oh, this right. is a double modal double-faced card. Uh, Mila, Crafty Companion, costs one generic and two white mana. It is a legendary creature, Fox. Whenever an opponent attacks one or more Planeswalkers you control, put a loyalty counter on each Planeswalker you control. Whenever a permanent you control becomes the target of a spell or ability an opponent controls, you may draw a card. This is a 2-3, uh, a 2-power, three 3-toughness three creature, and once again is a... Uh, is a front side of the modal double-faced card. And if you see in the bottom left-hand corner, it does say Luca uh, down there. So this is not the first oh, time hey. there has been a creature front Planeswalker back, of course, Valky Tybalt uh, in Kaldheim. But Mila, Crafty Companion, uh, that certainly implies some things for the story and uh, and what Luca is going to be doing on Arcavios and at Strixhaven. Yeah. Uh, be sure we have a New Magic Story episodes going up every Wednesday. Uh, I think the first two have been released, and there's three more to come alongside the uh, uh, Strixhaven side stories that go up on Fridays. So yeah, hopefully we will get our uh, get a look at what Luca is up to, and uh, maybe we'll maybe we'll meet Mila too. That would be nice. So before we even look at Luca, this card's insane, right? Like this card's great, right? Like it's just really really mm -hmm. good. Um, it yeah, taxes no, I mean, sort of a your classic... opponent. Yeah, go mm -hmm. ahead. Go ahead, please. Oh, no, just a sort of a classic rattlesnake effect, right? Where, you know, it disincentivizes attacking, lets you, you know, sort of recoup some of your losses if your opponents do go in on uh, some of your planeswalkers. And then, uh, yeah, I really I really love more of these uh, sort of white rule-setting card draw effects that we've been seeing lately. Uh, you know, this and uh, Mangara the Diplomat in the previous core set, like... Uh, being able to accrue value while your opponents are, you know, messing with your stuff feels very white. And uh, I'm, I'm happy to see that kind of effect here once again. Well, and, you know, if Mila does actually hit the battlefield, which, you know, in depending on what format you're playing is, is a hefty statement, uh, whenever a permanent you control becomes the target of a spell or ability an opponent controls, you may draw a card. If Mila gets removed, you're getting the card back. Uh, you know, this is, yep. this is, 
pretty, pretty good for a, uh, this is an extremely good fox friend. Uh, and you can see the, mm -hmm. the incredible regular art from Kieran Yanner on the, on the left-hand side and the borderless art from Yong Jae Choi on, uh, on the other side, on the right. Yeah, so, fantastic uh, pieces. yeah, really, really great pieces. Uh, this is of course a red, white color pair, but because it is a modal double face card, you can play it in a white deck, you can play it in a red deck. Uh, but for commander purposes, this is, this does have the color identity of both red and white. Uh, speaking yep. of red, let's go ahead and take a look at the new Luca Planeswalker, which is the back face of this modal double face card. This is Luca Wayward Bonder, costs four colorless and two red. It's a legendary Luca Planeswalker, starts out with five loyalty. Plus one, you may discard a card if you do draw a card. If a creature card was discarded this way, draw two cards instead. Minus two, return target creature card from your graveyard to the battlefield. It gains haste. Exile it at the beginning of your next upkeep. Minus seven, you gain an emblem with whenever a creature enters the battlefield under your control, it deals damage equal to its power to any target. There's a lot to unpack here, Chris. You want to kick us off? Yeah, no, I mean, I, I love that just sort of generally speaking, this is like a collection of a lot of different red effects that like don't tend to get the spotlight, but I but I love all of them, right? You know, this sort of like... Uh, uh, unearth effect that we've started seeing a little bit more in red cards you know putting getting that as a minus ability on a planeswalker is cool uh, i am a huge fan of warstorm surge so seeing uh the ultimate here that basically gives you an emblem form of that just like that that will very it, it will not take a whole lot of work to end a game if you're able to uh to get that card out there and then uh just being able to continue to filter and fill up your graveyard uh it's sort of cool how we have uh uh, red and white in particular just has so many different graveyard synergies in Strixhaven, and uh, a big focus on that is sort of its limited game plan. So having a uh, the Planeswalker, having Luca uh, sort of slipstream right into that as sort of your premier uh, mythic for the color pair, I think is a really a really cool way to uh, tie the whole tie the whole package together. Well, I think it's really interesting that this is on, uh, you know, if you look at this in a vacuum, you think, wow, six mana, you know, maybe I expect to get a little bit more, maybe I expect it to do a little bit more. But the important thing to remember is this is the backside of a modal double-faced card. Uh, at at right. baseline, if you are playing white, you also get to cast Mila. So the fact that it has mm -hmm. a front side uh, is a huge advantage to something like this. I think there are certainly, uh, certainly, schools of thought where if you look at a six mana planeswalker you do expect it to do quite a bit more but uh you know there there are some subtleties here that i think are worth calling out first of all like you mentioned yes you can absolutely discard a card get some uh get some card advantage back if you discard say uh you know a a, a mana generating creature or an excess legendary creature or something that you actually want in the graveyard uh drawing those cards is great but the uh the minus two says, return target creature from your graveyard to the battlefield. It gains haste. Exile it at the beginning of your next upkeep, not the next end step. So uh, that does defend Luca against, if you, you can that's choose true. not to attack, that's possible. You can have a yeah, really, I... really great blocker. Um, you know, there, mm -hmm. there are some pretty great flicker effects that were in Kaldheim that could allow you to keep the creature around. So, uh, you know, I think that this is something that people should keep an eye on. Um, that, that creature yeah, no, stays I until the next even, turn. Yeah. Yeah. I hadn't, hadn't even considered that, uh, until the next upkeep. That's, uh, 
just just a slight tweak on something that we're already familiar with that should that should provide uh, some fun new wrinkles to uh, to that sort of effect. Yeah. So uh, this is a card that I'm really excited to uh, sleeve up or uh, virtually sleeve up in Magic: The Gathering Arena and and go a couple rounds with. I think obviously in limited, this is going to be an absolute all star of a card. Uh, really, really, really amazing. Uh, mostly because, again, you can always just cast Mila, right? You can always just cast Mila. You mm -hmm. don't have to wait until 6 to cast Luka. Um, I really, really love cards like this that are super flexible, really, really powerful in the right hands uh, and in the right situation, but uh, has a really, really high floor, right? So uh, certainly this isn't, yeah. this is no Valky Tybalt, right? Like, we know it's not a Valky Tybalt, but I think, uh, mm -hmm. I think given, given the set and looking at the limited format that's uh, come up so far. I'm really excited to play this card. I think this is going to be a lot of fun, and I think commander players are also going to uh, to find a lot to do with this particular modal double faced card. Is the hope, and I'm and because it is as a creature side, it can be some people's commander as well. Yeah, exactly. I know I have a difficult time personally, sort of evaluating that cards that are this flexible that have this disparate of like mana costs that you can play on the curve always always tough to evaluate right but like that flexibility is also one of the biggest strengths of the card you know having it be relevant at two different points of the game uh just it, it's it's never going to be a dead card which is something that it's always difficult to evaluate um maybe it's not going to be the the thing that like immediately closes out a game in in the way that you know your terror of the peaks might uh right <laughs> but yeah, but being being able to have that flexibility, I think, is is super relevant. Uh, so I want to clear, clarify a couple of things. We've seen many modal double face cards, and by many, I mean, mean we've seen two. We've seen two double face cards today. Uh, modal double face mm -hmm. cards occur at uncommon and uh, sorry, it, I think it's rare and higher. Is that right? Rare and higher. Uh, yeah, yeah. So set. modal double face cards are rare or mythic rare. Um, you won't see them at common and you won't see them uncommon. It's similar to how they were handled in Kaldheim, where you only saw them as rares or mythic rares. So uh, that is the last preview card we have for today's stream. Uh, no fooling, that is the last mm -hmm. preview card. So um, we're happy to answer some yep. questions. Uh, if you have them, please do put them in chat. Uh, there's a lot, I've, I've seen a lot of things about uh, maybe some technical issues with Magic the Gathering Arena. We can't do anything about that. We're currently streaming. However, uh, if there you are experiencing issues, please do tweet at the Magic the Gathering Arena Twitter account on social. Uh, they'll be able to get to your issue much quicker than we will. Uh, so, you know, thank you for bringing it up. Obviously, we're we're happy to take that back when we can, but we are currently streaming. We can't really do anything to uh, circulate that up just now. Uh, we will see the preview cards again. That's a good question. We will make sure to show those very soon. Uh, Let's see here. I saw uh, at least one question about uh, how old the Elder Dragons on this plane are. <clears throat> uh, I think we have more information about that in the Planeswalker's Guide to Strixhaven article that just went up this morning. Uh, but if I remember right from uh, from Doug on stream last week, I think he said that they're like several hundred years old. Like they've been around for like 700 years since the, uh, the war sort of ravaged Arcavios prior to the founding of Strixhaven. Um, so not not the most ancient, I guess, by Elder Dragon standards, but you know, like you know, they're they're probably collecting retirement, you know, if they weren't. I do also want to shout out that uh, that our very own Blake Rasmussen is in the chat. Say hi to Blake. Uh, 
it's always good to see him. Uh, you will see his face again. I promise it will happen. Uh, somebody asked, is there any particular reason we didn't get any Aura cards on the Mystical Archives? Yes. So the Mystical Archives only have instants and sorceries. Uh, they have no other card types. Yeah. It's just instants and sorceries. So that is the reason there are no Auras, creatures, uh, other enchantments, artifacts. It's only instants and sorceries. No lands. Uh, so only instants and sorceries. Uh, when will the full card image gallery be up? I believe on the 7th. I think that's right. Uh, so the full card image gallery for the main set is going to be live uh, actually the, over the weekend on the 3rd. Oh, okay. Uh, the last of the main set cards are come are going to be revealed tomorrow. And then Saturday is going to be when all of those get uh, sort of added to the card image gallery. Next week is the start of commander season previews. So we have uh, different outlets, one every day each week. Uh, that are going to showcase a complete deck. So that should be super cool, and uh, hope you look forward to seeing those. Uh, have all the guidepost on commons been shown? Uh, I assume that you mean guidepost for limited. Uh, for those that don't know that term, it's usually there are uncommons that show you sort of a direction to go for limited and what the deck is going to, that color pair is all about. Uh, no, because Witherbloom, most of those cards are getting shown tomorrow, and you'll be able to see some signpost mm -hmm. on commons for that there. Yeah. Uh, that all being said, uh, you know, Strixhaven is a little bit different in that it's a little bit heavier on multicolored cards than usual. So where some limited formats might only have like one multicolor uncommon card for the different two color pairs, uh, Strixhaven instead has several different cards of both common, uncommon, and rare that are all sort of uh, playing around in that uh, sort of signpost space. So it's maybe a little bit closer to something like Guilds of Ravnica or Ravnica Allegiance in that regard, where you're going to see certain multicolor cards that you're going to want to gravitate towards, uh, but not quite the same like, oh, hey, this red-black ogre is is getting passed to me sixth. Yes, I better be the red-black deck. Um, yeah, it's going to function a little bit differently in Strixhaven. Uh, there is a question about the legality of Mystical Archive cards in Historic and uh, Historic Brawl. So uh, here I'm going to tell you what I know. Here are the things that I know. Uh, there are going to be some cards that are banned on day one from the Mystical Archive in Historic. A list of that can be found on the Magic the Gathering website uh, and dailymtg.com. I don't actually know what their plans are for Historic Brawl. Um, I'll, I'll tell you that 100% honestly. I, I do not know what their plans are. I would suspect that Historic Brawl goes with the same ban list as Historic, uh, but they may make an exception here. I don't actually know. So the best way to get your answer to that is to once again... Uh, ask your question to Magic the Gathering Arena on Twitter, and hopefully they'll be able to come up with an answer for you. But unfortunately, I don't have an answer for you right now. Uh, sorry about that. Let's see. Uh, Lorehold has two extra commander options compared to the other schools. Why the extra love for red-white? Do they have more options? I, don't I mean, know I, think, they do. I, think, I think between Mila and a few other things that we've shown, there's technically more cards with the red-white color identity. Uh, oh, that are legendary that can ones. be your commander. Yeah, that's right, right because yeah, Kazmina is a planeswalker that is that slots into the mythic rare. Whereas, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, right, yeah. I think um, it's just I don't actually know the reason. For that. Good question. Yeah, could just be sort of a, a side effect of the way that you know we have different multicolor mythics and uh, sort of a slightly different color breakdown between all the different mythic rares in the set and some things need to be legendary creatures some things don't need to be so it's gives a little bit of uh, extra texture and it's not quite symmetrical all the way around let's see here uh 
is there going to be something similar to Mystical Archive in the future, like for enchantments, artifacts, etc.? I don't actually know. Uh, that's a cool idea. I'd like to see that, but uh, we are yeah. not in charge of any of those things. But it, if it's something you want to see, let let us know. Let us know on social outlets. We'll report up, and certainly with the comments that we get on this show, we always let people know what what our audience is thinking and what it is that they're they're talking about. So uh, if that's something that you want to see, let us know seriously, and that's a good way to do it. Uh, uh, I got a question here about uh, when Strixhaven is coming to Arena, and uh, that should be the fifteenth. That'll be uh, sort of in, at a similar timing that we've seen for other set releases where uh, the full product is going to be released on the 23rd, uh, pre-release weekends where uh, pre-releases are, are available, uh, are the weekend of the 16th, 17th, and 18th. And then, yeah, you can uh, start firing up limited events in Arena starting on the 15th. Uh, there's a question about... Uh... Uh, mascot exhibition actually a card that was revealed today and we can put it okay. up on the screen for those of you that haven't seen it uh mascot exhibition let's go ahead and put it up there uh when when producer sean is able to we, we put him on the spot a lot for this yeah stuff, so <laughs> yeah we've been, uh, we've been telling the, it. the question is uh the question is why are fractals and pests missing from the seven mana uh mascot exhibition lesson so this is a lesson this is something that you can get from learn uh, it is seven colorless mana. It reads, create a 2-1 white and black inkling creature token with flying, a 3-2 red and white spirit creature token, and a 4-4 blue and red elemental creature token. Uh, I don't actually know the answer from that. That's a great question. Uh, Chris, do you have any idea why the fractals and the pests would be missing from that particular um, that uh, particular? You thing? know, I'm not positive. I have to imagine it was just a matter of... Uh of play balance and you know sort of creating the right mix of large evasive creatures and small creatures um and also you know they probably really wanted to feature this card as a lesson and that sort of adds an extra wrinkle to things um you know being that it's a card that can be uh, effectively tutored up in some situations so yeah i i have to imagine it's a play design sort of consideration or could even be related to the text box on the card but yeah no um you can you can exhibit some of the mascots, but not all of the mascots. I guess. Uh, let's see here. What else? Uh, can we put up the modal double face card? Uh, Deadly vanity and selfless glyph weaver, Sean. One more time. Yeah. So there, uh, I've seen this question a couple of times in chat. It's essentially if you if you don't have any creatures. Uh, do you still have to choose a creature or planeswalker that that is on the battlefield? And the answer is yes. Um, so when you cast Deadly Vanity, you must choose a creature or planeswalker. Uh, it doesn't say that you control, and it's not a May ability. So yes, by by the text of the card, you do have to choose a creature or planeswalker that's on the battlefield. You can choose one you control, but if you don't control one, you have to choose one of them. Uh, so that yeah, is... So, uh, in, in theory, it could be your opponent's creature that is the most vain creature on the battlefield that needs to be, you know... The, the the single shining star on the battlefield, not just one of your own. Uh, looks like there are some some very well intentioned questions about uh, the bannings for historic uh, with the mystical archive, and we are not game designers. Uh, we don't have any say in what is or is not banned. We're not necessarily akin to those processes either. But uh, what I can tell you is that the ability of 
Magic the Gathering Arena to be able to replicate the limited format that you know and love, the one that you play in tabletop, uh, is one of the big priorities for the team. It is something that is very important to not just the internal team, but uh, the, the people at large as well, people that really want to play limited. And so the cards for Mystical Archive are a big part of that limited format. Uh, Arena also has a, for a format called Historic that has a lot of different cards in it that is constantly getting new cards added through uh, you know, digital first sets or digital only sets like uh, Amonkhet Remastered and Kaladesh Remastered and uh, as well as historic anthologies. So I know that the teams across the Tabletop Design Studio and the Arena Studio do a lot of work trying to balance that format. And when you put a lot of cards like the powerful ones that you're going to see in Mystical Archive into a format like that, uh, there, there are going to be some balance considerations that need to get made. So uh, I don't want to speak for the design team. Obviously, I'm not on that design team. I don't work on Magic the Gathering Arena. Chris doesn't either. We're just here to talk to you guys. But uh, I can tell you that they're constantly looking at that format and seeing what works and what doesn't. So there may very well be a point in the future where some of those cards that were banned from day one are deemed to be fine for historic. I don't actually know if that'll be the case, but it's certainly possible. Uh, the the thing here is trying to maintain that balance between offering the as authentic a magic experience as possible with limited while also acknowledging that there is a format there that may have some balance issues with some of those cards coming in so um that's a really long-winded way of saying that limited is important and it's important to a lot of magic players myself included and uh i really i would as a player I would really like to make sure that I get that authentic limited experience, even if unfortunately it is at the expense of some of these cards getting banned day one in an internal format. Uh, any news on Pioneer Masters? No, no, no news on Pioneer Masters, at least not this week. Uh, nobody's told me anything. You know, uh, we're, we're very close to the end of preview season and I've seen the question come up a couple of times here. And I think, I think it's fair for me just to say it. I don't need to give a whole lot of extra context. Uh, there's no Gingataxius. Just okay. That's yep. it. Yeah. Yep. You know what? I'll just I'll just say it. Fine. I'll I'll break the news. There is none. Uh, <laughs> next question. Uh, oh, somebody asking about the Japanese alt art versions of the Mystical Archive cards. They are extremely gorgeous, and they're asking if they can uh, if they can if there's going to be a printing of the Japanese art with English text. There is no planned uh, plans for that at this time. There are no plans for that at this time. The only time you can get those are uh, printed in the Japanese language. So uh, sorry about that, but that's uh, that's sort of the way it is right now. Let's see here. Lots of lots of questions, lots of comments. Thanks so much for being here, everybody. We appreciate you celebrating this with us. While I like I like the the follow up question that I got about asking about Gene Gitaxios, which you know. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw it out there. Not also not. No. Uh, let's see. I and I'm trying to. A lot of the questions I am I'm having to skip because I actually can't answer them. I don't have the information, or we're not ready to answer them yet. So know that your questions are getting read. Unfortunately, I just can't answer them. So it's not really uh, it's not really worth it for you to for me to call them out. Uh, mm -hmm. Let's see here. Uh, uh, oh yeah, questions about the Blake answered a question in chat about the where to find article. Uh, you know, Blake is out. He is the one that normally does that. Uh, the team is working as hard as we can to make sure it continues to get updated. So thank you for your patience with us. We really do appreciate it. Uh, let's yeah. see. And if you're talking about the card image gallery, we don't update the card image gallery until 24 hours, essentially until the day after 
all the things have been previewed because right. we don't want to scoop anybody that has a has a preview. Uh, yeah, one of the nice see. things we like to do is make sure that people who receive preview cards have a little bit of time in, in the sun where they can be the, the the first place to show those cards off. So we like to give a little bit of time to uh, make sure that those preview outlets get get all the all the love they deserve. Uh, fun fun questions about uh, about. Phyrexian Praetors, there are no Phyrexian Praetors in this set. I can I can say that with a very high level of confidence. Uh, yeah. Let's see here. Keep, uh, see, we got oh. we got the question about uh, what what when our MDFC is going to show up in a set. Steve, you and I. <laughs> like what? Uh, yeah, someday, I like, maybe. maybe. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think I would Talk be like the dean of coffee breaks, maybe. You is know, that is that something of... that you want to see? Tell uh, tell at wizards underscore magic that you want to see a modal double faced Steve Sunu Chris Peeler card. Yeah, mm. some sort of yeah, uh, copy break card that uh, gives other creatures haste. No, but that being said, yeah, we don't we don't tend to do cards that depict uh, employees or anything like that. It's not, very true. Not really what we're in we're in the game of doing these days. How would you rate the complexity level of this set compared to Kaldheim and Zendikar Rising? Uh... It's a good question. I'm going to think about it for a second and pivot to Chris and make him answer. <laughs> you know, looking looking at the set, it feels like, uh, you know, that uh, I know that that was something that we heard a lot during Kaldheim preview season was that, you know, there's just a lot of text on a lot of these cards and there's lots of individual knobs that uh, sort of impact the power level of all these uh, different cards and effects. I feel like that is somewhat true of Strixhaven, though maybe slightly less so. Uh, I feel like the complexity just comes in the fact that there's so many cards that are going to be relevant at different points in the game, right? Like, uh, Sean, if you have the time to put up uh, Rip Apart, uh, it was one of the cards that I called out before we started. Like, just because there's such a strong focus on instants and sorceries in this set, and you want to make sure that you have different effects at different costs that are relevant at more than one point in the game, I feel like there's some additional complexity that just happens because, like, these cards are super flexible, so like the choices are always going to be live. Um, so even if the effects themselves are slightly more simple, like the gameplay function of them is going to be more complicated, which for me is super exciting. I love always having relevant decision points at, at different times of the game, especially for something like Limited. So uh, yeah, I'm, I'm a huge fan of Rip Apart and other cards of its ilk that are in the set. Uh, I haven't actually played this set yet i haven't i haven't really had a chance to dive into the limited format so i don't actually know how complicated it's going to be from my just looking at the preview cards and seeing what's come out so far uh certainly it is going to be a format similar to a lot of the guild formats that we've seen right some of the two color pair mm -hmm. formats that we've seen uh where you can play one color pair and potentially splash a second and that's a thing that's going to be really fun but uh I don't know how much more complicated it's going to be than something like a Guilds of Ravnica, right? I don't know how much more complicated it's going to be than, yeah. say, a uh, original Ravnica, which by today's standards is very complicated. So uh, I don't know yet, and I'm excited to find out. Uh, Matt Tabak in the chat. Hello, Matt Tabak. If we really want a vanity card, you know a guy. Is that guy you? Is Are you the guy that you know? Uh, I, don't, I don't know. Question about any of those special Japanese alternate art treatments in magic the gathering arena yes they will be available as card styles 
Uh, let's keep looking. Obviously, looking one for Mizzet win against a Strixhaven Elder Dragon in a one-on-one -on -one fight. Now, I am one of the biggest fans of hypothetical who would win in a fight scenario questions. And this is not canon at all. Um, I am not on the creative team. I, I do not have ultimate power over how these characters function. Uh, but with no context and no explanation, I would say uh, Reborn Niv-Mizzet wins pre-Reborn Niv-Mizzet, original Niv-Mizzet, no way. And I'm not going to provide any explanation. You just interpret that as you will. <laughs> uh, question about Brawl support for Learn and Lesson cards. Uh, so this is a question that we've gotten a lot in terms of Commander. So the way that the rules work, in order for you to get a card from outside the game, you need to have a sideboard. And neither Brawl nor Commander support sideboards. So when you play a card that has Learn, you will not be able to go get a Lesson. You will, however, be able to do the alternative uh, action, which is to discard a card and draw a card. But you will not be able to go fetch Lessons from outside the game in either Brawl or Commander. Uh, for Commander, if you were playing over Spell Table or you are lucky enough to be amongst a pod that has been fully vaccinated and play together, um, you can essentially do whatever you want if you if you agree with your playgroup. But in terms of the way that the rules are written and the way that the rules work, uh, that is not a thing that you're going to be able to do. Uh, let's keep looking, 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 looking. Uh, see. Matt does what know do himself. I prefer That's to good. peel the most? What do, I, what do I prefer to peel the most? Uh, nothing nothing interesting, honestly. Uh, okay, it looks like we are uh, looks like we're coming to the end of questions. So uh, I'll, I'll wait for a few more questions to come in, but let's go ahead and cycle through the previews that we did today so that anybody that came late can see them. Uh, Silver Cool Pledge Mage and Silver Cool Campus, two parts of a cycle. Uh, let's go on to the next one, which we showed a little bit earlier. That's Selfless Glyph Weaver and Deadly Vanity. Uh, and then let's go to the next one. Killian Ink Duelist, the next in the cycle of the legendary uncommon creatures, uh, so those students. And then we get on to the rares, uh, mythic rare, which is Mavinda Students Advocate. And finally, we have the modal double-faced card for Mila, Crafty Companion, and Luca Wayward Bonder. Uh, somebody asked what our college is and why. Chris, what's your college? Oh, man. Okay, so I've talked about it before. I mean, by trade and by vocation, I'm more of a Strix or, you know, more of a Silver Quill person. However, I just, Witherbloom speaks to me, and I love, I love the bog. I even love the detention bog. Uh, and those, those critters are just so gross and cute, and I want to hang out with them. Also, I feel like I've always had a strong affinity for, like, being kind of the dweeby person among people that are way cooler than me and that's just kind of the vibe that i'm picking up from witherbloom generally so I'll, I'll say witherbloom in my heart even if it is silver quill by trade uh personality wise i am most assuredly prismari uh however gameplay wise i get the feeling i'm probably going to be more quandrix but uh but if i had to choose <laughs> yeah. my field of study it was 100 yeah. uh 100 prismari so uh it looks like we've gotten to the end of questions we can actually answer. Uh, as, a, as a sort of like housekeeping thing, sort of housekeeping thing right here, we've got uh, next week will be an unboxing stream for the Commander uh, products. So you'll get to see some of the cool yeah. new eco-friendly um, 
packaging that we're doing for that. And uh, that's going to be really cool. Uh, next week is also going to be the start and end, I believe, of Commander Previews. So you're going to get a lot of Commander Previews next week yep. as well. Uh, there are no more previews today. Uh, thank you for asking the question. No more previews. Uh, however, uh, the other thing that I want to make sure everybody is aware of that will happen moving forward is this is actually my last show as host. And, uh, I said no April Fool's joke, jokes up front and I meant it. This is my last show as host. So, uh, Chris Peeler, you're going to be in really capable hands with Chris. Uh, he's going to take over hosting duties for me until Blake gets back. Uh, Blake asked the question earlier if I would host this show with him forever. And he knew the answer was going to be no. So, uh, there is that. Why would he, why would he say that? <laughs> I've really enjoyed hosting this show. It's been a really great time since we started it. Uh, probably, I think like three years ago. Uh, I've really enjoyed my time here. I've really enjoyed hosting, and I hope that uh, that you've enjoyed it too. So, uh, hopefully, everybody is going to. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna. I'm gonna raise my mug with Blake's face on it, so he's here in spirit. Uh, but know that I've appreciated all of your questions, and uh, I've really enjoyed being on, getting to make jokes and puns. It is slightly ironic that my last show is on April 1st. I am uh, I'm very well. Chris is better. Chris is better. I agree. Uh, I agree with you. You're in really great hands with Chris Peeler. <laughs> no. Uh, and so he no. and actually no. Adam Staborski are going to be hosting next week uh, for opening that Sweet Sweet Commander product. And so you'll get to see that. And uh, everything is going to be excellent for Strixhaven. I'm so excited for you to experience this set. I'm so excited for you to continue watching this show. Uh Thank you, everybody who watched and laughed at all of my dumb jokes. I appreciate it. And uh, and Chris, good luck to you, man. I think you're going to do really great here. And I'm uh, I'm very excited to see the show from the uh, from the from the chat. Actually, get to just be in chat and watch the show. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, your presence is going to be missed here, Steve. You've been a fantastic host, and it's great just to have or just have a little Steve sooner, like a little security blanket once a week, just to chill out and warm up and hang out and talk about magic stuff. It's been it's been a lot of fun, and uh, it's not going to be the same show without you. So thank you so much for being here for us. Well, hopefully uh, hopefully it'll be a, a great new show. People are really excited. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Blake said it. Thank you, Blake. Uh, really, really thank you to everybody who's watched the show. I've uh, had the time of my life uh, hosting and co-hosting this show with Blake and with Chris and with so many of the other people on the community team. Uh, I will definitely, definitely see all of you later, I'm sure. But uh, for now, uh, thank you so much for joining us today for our Strixhaven preview show. Very exciting. And next week, please come back and see how awesome the Commander decks are when they unbox them. Uh, they are really, really excellent, and I can't wait for people to see them. Uh, and make sure that you send in really great questions for Chris and Adam Staborski. Be nice to them. Uh, be nice to each other. Be good to each other. And uh, we're gonna we're going to sign off here with the... Lovely new ad for Magic the Gathering Arena Mobile uh, starring some really familiar faces. Thank you all so much. Have a lovely April 1st and may it be not full of practical jokes. Bye. Have a good one, folks. Sean, just slow down. You gotta let the game come to you. No, no, no. you gotta attack, man. You got him on the ropes. Right now. Fa you gotta. Thank what? you. What? Thanks. Thanks, guys. It's almost like Zen. You've got to channel your anger. You burn it into rage and violence. Dude, Danny, did, where did you come from? Born clan. That means you should add to your deck for the late game. Hmm. Yeah, that's a great idea. Just save cards for the late game. None of this would be happening if you would just use a Torbrin Red aggro deck. Guys, guys, seriously, stop eating my cereal.
Oh, wait, that's you? Vorinflex. I would like to proudly present... Drum roll. Drum roll. Yeah. I give you the chore wheel. <laughs> oh, come on. I made that. Look at that. See, this way we can keep track of things that are going on in the house. Okay, let's see what's going to be. Who's it going to be? Who's it going to be? Sean, wash the dishes. Oh, it yeah, but, it but I'm really the works. only name on here. I don't, I mean... The chore wheel has spoken. Whoa. Okay. Hey, I, I found these under my bed. Might want to let them soak. Okay. Hey, hey, Sean, Sean. Turn two, old growth troll. Turn five, victory! Nice. <laughs> That's what happens when you play aggressive, man. Oh. Oh, dude, let these soak. Let's go yeah. play a game. That's a great idea. I'm gonna let these soak. No, no, no! With Magic the Gathering Arena on mobile, you can play Arena wherever you go. Whether it's at home or if you're heading out for some peace and quiet, Arena's the perfect game to keep in your pocket and play anywhere. the game. The goblin will not hurt you. Hmm. It's hurting my feelings.